0: LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Just getting ready for this game. I don't think last Super Bowl has anything to do with this game. Um, just like last week doesn't have anything to do with this game. Um, what's good about guys who have been here before, especially the younger guys who came here, uh, you know, they can talk to the younger guys who are coming now and kind of tell them how they felt at that time and then how you feel after. I mean, this is a cool week. You get caught up in a lot of stuff, but, I mean, you don't remember all this stuff. Uh, you remember the game. Um, and people for the rest of their lives should remember that game if you won that game. And that's really all that matters. And you can say that, but it's cool when people have gone through that, so um, people tend to listen more. That is the truth. That's how it goes. And all this stuff's fun and neat, but you forget all this stuff it all passes what you remember is who won or who lost that
1: live from 50th and capitol avenue in the big o this is mornings with sharp and handley on 1620 the zone 1620 thezonecom at 1620 the zone tv now here's gary nick and jimmy
2: End of the week. Can you imagine? We all like Vegas, but can you imagine if we were in Vegas? I was texting with a friend last night, and he's absolutely shot. And they've been there since Sunday. And they're gonna they're not gonna leave until Monday night. <laughs>
1: At least it's night. <laughs> yeah. And the weather sucks too.
2: Yeah, it this seems like the longest week. Like this has been the longest buildup to the Super Bowl, which is finally gonna be here on uh, Sunday, is you. Heard from Kyle Shanahan, the Niners and the Chiefs, and both teams have convinced themselves that nobody wants them to win. Wow, that underdog narrative is just getting crushed into the ground. Good morning, boys. How are we?
0: Uh, first of all, we, we should probably all apologize together. I reread your text before mm-hmm. bed last night. I'm sorry about the Blizzard oh. and Grand Forks. Uh, we were over see, here gloating so, about your weather. Yeah, weather I was actually
1: and, I was um on, uh, well, I was at a, a funeral yesterday, but um I I was we were talking about some of the, I was talking to a guy who actually is a, a big Omaha Maverick fan, a former baseball player too, and he was excited about the basketball game last night, and we got talking. I'm like, yeah, did you know? I was talking to Gary about this on the way up. There's no snow in North Dakota, and they're in the 40s, and yeah, we were actually uh, kind of. Talking about that more as a, a major news story as well, so I kind of feel guilty about that as well, kind of putting that out there. So yeah, yes, yeah, sports
2: sucks. Sports absolutely <laughs> sucks right now. I was, ex- I was so excited to come to North Dakota. No snow it was forty seven. About two o'clock yesterday afternoon, it started to snow here,
1: hmm.
2: and it just continued to snow. And then Omaha got snowed under by North Dakota last night. Yeah. Omaha basketball picked a wrong night to have a bad night. They just didn't play well at all. Not, not I mean, out of the locker room. And North Dakota's playing really well. They've won seven in a row and they just hit every shot imaginable. And the next thing you know, a team that's been really good defensively gives up 51 in the first half. And I'm like, okay, sports aren't fun anymore. Yeah. And then so the game ends, and it's I mean, we've all been around teams and it's that weird feeling of oh boy you know and, and the bus going back to the hotel is completely silent so not only is it snowing here in grand forks and it's cold all of a sudden <laughs> but while we're driving away from the arena uh this is one of the lone towns that still has trains that you know cross <laughs> on a busy street so we sit behind a train for like 25 minutes oh. you know guy guys that just played this game and you know, Omaha got kicked last night, uh, gave up ninety-nine and lost uh by twenty-one. And yeah, that's the last thing they want to do. Yeah. So I'm ready to come home. But yet but yet we get, you know, another day and a <laughs> half in uh beautiful Fargo, North Dakota. And then and then to top it off, I have that happen while I'm watching a, a basketball team that I really like and had been playing pretty well. I just think we're cursed. Jordy ball goes yeah. down. Yeah, the Jordy Boston a, situation.
1: Yeah. That's what I came home to last night.
2: After a huge buildup and so much excitement and they're playing Washington and how cool is it that you have somebody from Papillion La Vista is matched up from somebody from Omaha, Scut in Nebraska, Washington Mm. on that stage. And, you know, Washington's been really good and Ruby Malin has been fantastic. And then Jordy goes down in the third inning with an ankle injury. And I'm like, sports just, sports are bad, 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 bad day of sports yesterday, but we're going to try and cheer you up on a feel good football Friday.
1: Yeah, that that's uh, that's a good pivot there because uh, I was the the softball thing that was a weird omen. Yeah, what happened last night? Like I was like legitimately looking forward to because the the basketball slate last night, other than Arizona Utah, which was actually a fantastic game, was pretty light. So I I know I wasn't alone. A lot of people were kind of tuned in on the Omaha men's basketball broadcast and trying to see if uh, they could put themselves in a tie for first place. And as you as you just laid out, that didn't happen. But then as we're kind of excited about i mean i very hard, very seldom do i get excited about the start of the college softball season when they're in mexico and you're just like okay well cool they're going to play some teams but yeah you had the, the pitching duel between jordy ball and in uh, milan from Scud and like it completely doesn't go as scripted and you get an injury and you're hoping that jordy's ankle is okay and i mean just everything was so flat yesterday so uh, yeah we need to turn things around we need to we need to do so really fast today
2: yeah, uh, we have a great lineup uh, coming up. Lee Sterling's going to join us with all of his thoughts on the uh, Super Bowl, which is on Sunday between the Niners and the Chiefs out in Las Vegas, a game that you'll hear right here on The Zone. Kevin Harlan will also be on The Zone, not only on Sunday, calling I think this is his 13th Super Bowl. I think Jimmy, so. you would know this off the top of your head. 13 or 14, I think. Yeah, and so his daughter is going to be with him on the Westwood One broadcast. Uh, which is pretty good, uh, pretty cool, Olivia. So Kevin Harlan's going to join us coming up in the eight o'clock hour, and then Matt Verzal stops by as well. And I Before think he's joining about, us from
0: the airport, by the way, because he was in LA. Yeah, last he was night.
2: doing he was doing the Lakers Nuggets game last yeah. night. Uh, so that's a, that that'll be cool. We'll catch up with uh, Kevin coming up in the uh, eight o'clock uh, hour. Uh, also this weekend on Super Bowl Sunday, kind of the appetizer is Caitlin Clark's pursuit of mm-hmm. the all time scoring record. Uh, last night, uh, she was not the story as the Iowa women continued uh, to uh, battle for the top spot in the Big Ten. Hannah Stolke, who is from Cedar Rapids, uh, scored 47 in that game. Yeah. So she outscored Caitlin Clark, and Caitlin Clark will come to Lincoln on Sunday, 39 points away, which she has scored 39 in that building before. Mm-hmm. But. I I think for everybody that bought tickets, and it'll be an interesting atmosphere because it'll all be about Iowa. Mm -hmm. I mean, great opportunity for Nebraska to, like, ruin the party. But if you're going to watch it on Fox, you're going to be there. It'll all be about 22. Again, great opportunity for Nebraska just to ruin the party. But Fox will just be a celebration once again of of Caitlin Clark, and and they should. I mean, she's brought so many eyeballs to the sport. But I don't think that she gets it on Sunday. I'm with you. 39. 39 is a big task. She had 38 a couple of weeks ago against Nebraska. She didn't talk to the media after last night's game. I don't think she gets it on Sunday, and I think that it'll come at Carver-Hawkeye Arena next Tuesday against Michigan.
1: Yeah, I I think both parties should be happy. I think Iowa fans should be happy about that because I'm with you. At 39, it it would be a – again, it'd be one of those – Caitlin Clark, again, she's capable of heaters, but – I think you would have a pretty good indication of the first quarter, at least the first half, of if this thing is actually going to happen. But I don't know. If you, you think about the average, going above the average, and that average is impressive to begin with, and what she's averaging against Nebraska at 35 yeah. points per game, going above that average would be pretty spectacular. And I also do – I'll be honest. I do wonder if Iowa has this game in hand and she's mm, – you know, in the fourth quarter, maybe fifteen points away, maybe even ten points away, is she even used that much? As Lisa Bluter yeah, said, you know she, what? She I'm not. Will, I'm not going
2: to. P- she'll have a seat on the bench. Yeah, they will. They yeah. they will save it for the home fans. That's what because, I would assume too. Yeah, Lisa Bluter last night she referred to it. She said, "Well, it would our, our fans deserve to have yeah. that moment." Yes. So if if they, you know, the most important thing is for Iowa to win the game. But if they have the game in hand, I imagine 22 right. takes a seat and they wait for history back in Iowa City. But I, all I can think about is this will be a an infomercial for Caitlin Clark and Iowa basketball and, and women's basketball, but an opportunity for Nebraska to ruin it because there's going to be a huge crowd there. Mm-hmm. It is the most expensive ticket on the secondary market that that building has ever seen to watch possibly history, but it's going to take 39 points uh, in, a, in a building that hasn't seen many – you know, north of thirty-nine point individual right. games uh, coming up on uh, Sunday. All right, so you have the lineup. It's brought to you by the referees at John Higgins uh, uh, Weather Guard. Uh, we'll talk a lot about the Super Bowl as we go along. Our favorite prop bets uh, that either involve Taylor Swift or do not involve Taylor Swift. <laughs> now, doesn't doesn't Travis Kelsey have to have a good game for more Taylor Swift content?
1: Yeah. Yeah, he does, because if he becomes irrelevant in the game, that storyline becomes irrelevant because it is the Super Bowl, so you will cling to other things that are going on in the Super Bowl. That just happens that way. Uh, but, yeah, I think if he is a factor throughout the game, there's always going to be that natural reference to that, especially that broadcast crew. I mean, come on. Yeah, I know Jim Nance has done a better job of trying to, to avoid it, and I think Tony Romo uh, gonna can't help him. himself. So... And I'm sure, hey, look, there's probably some directives from, uh, from upper management, too, of when to discuss at what points, and then as the game starts, that's where Travis Kelsey's role, I think, continues the conversation or maybe tamps it down a little bit. I, I, I totally agree. He's got to be relevant throughout the game for that yeah. to continue through the broadcast.
2: Yeah, so see, I like one of, and, and we still don't know if she's going to be there. Um, I mean, it would be a surprise if she is not. Uh, as she's wrapping up her Eras tour spot in Tokyo. Is the the Vegas total on the prop is five and a half times that she'll be shown during the actual game, not before, not after, but during the game. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to go under. Hmm. I will go under five and a half. Ooh. that That Tate will be shown Tay-Tay. on camera.
0: I'm gonna go over.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm almost. Because I think still Kelsey's at the over too. gonna have a big game. I, and
0: CBS is gonna go all in for the Casuals for this.
1: I guess, but five is a lot. You're right. Five is a lot, and we've had a season full of it. It's not like all of a sudden this is a new development over the last month. So, ooh, you know what? That's one I'm staying away from. I don't. I don't like it either way.
2: Now, speaking of Travis Kelsey and Caitlin Clark, so this is how. You know, props have evolved around the Super Bowl and props in general um, is you can get you can combo two sports on Sunday and you can actually combo Caitlin Clark with something from the Super Bowl. So there is a prop out there that has Caitlin Clark three pointers at six. Travis Kelsey catches at seven. And you can put that together on a prop if you'd like to do that. And you can Ooh. actually get some pretty good uh uh, some pretty good juice on uh, both of those, but you have to combine them as a prop. You can find it on Fanduel.
1: I like the I like the Caitlin Clark six three pointers, uh, seven catches for Kelsey. That's I like close. That. Yeah, that's close. Which isn't out of the. I mean,
2: they have targeted him more. He only. You know he was targeted about twenty five percent of uh, the times in the regular season. He's at twenty nine percent in the postseason in the Chiefs three games. So that's not a bad. That seems like a prop that could hit six three pointers by Caitlin Clark, and then later in the day Travis Kelsey gets seven receptions. Yeah,
1: and that one I, I could I could see that should pay out a little bit too if you go all in on that because again I, I think the Caitlin Clark element of it is a little bit more doable than the the Travis Kelsey and then to combine both of those two. Where the Kelsey one is, it's probably really close to the number. Um, That's an interesting one. I kind of like that one actually. I might actually want to want to get in on that one. Yeah, well, and then the the Caitlin Clark thing too. I mean, obviously, you know, as we're we're talking about wagering here, uh, the I, I haven't looked at the odds today since they played Penn State, but I'm I'm assuming that those odds. Are there's a lot more value in Caitlin Clark breaking it at Nebraska? Of course, you can, you know, obviously bet on that too. On um, how she'll break the record, where she'll break the record, when she'll break the record too. I got to say, the Nebraska uh, doing it in Lincoln now is uh, probably that number's probably gone up quite a bit. Uh, since last night, too, because that was going to be the big indicator is what she did in that Penn State game and uh, 39 points away uh, being above the average. I think that's probably going to bring that number uh, a lot higher. So if you're someone who's looking for a good value and hoping that Caitlin Clark can go on a heater on Sunday, that, that'd that be a good payday right there.
2: Uh, one other prop bet that you cannot find on FanDuel or on a board in Vegas is a lot of people are citing with our discussion yesterday. The best way to watch the Super Bowl is by yourself yeah yeah i mean that is less that is, more. Is, that is plus money right there is to watch the super bowl by yourself or with a couple of friends or go to a super bowl party which is nada watch the super bowl by yourself no chit chat you can just watch you can have all of your props lined up so you can follow them as the game goes along mm-hmm. it used to be if you weren't a football fan and fully invested in the game you like paid attention to the commercials now it's changed with the gambling industry and even even people that, you know, you wouldn't they they're not walking into a casino anytime soon but they're like, "Ah, you know what? I'll throw down 5, 10 dollars on a prop." They got their props out there. Yeah, you can do that much better when you're watching the game by yourself. I, that 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 took off yesterday. People are hammering that and thank you very much cuz that's the right play. Yeah. It's it super right relatable.
0: Play. That's what I would do if the Cowboys were ever in the Super Bowl. So we can just stop there and I can turn my mic off. But that's what I would do. I actually thought about that yesterday after the show. Like, what would I do? And the question, uh, it would just be like a normal Sunday watching a football game.
1: Yeah, I, I'm okay with a little bit of interaction. Now, if it's my team, no, I, I need you yeah, know, the it's Bears are it, in it, it. yeah, if it's it's straight up, you it's know, immediate family and. Yeah, I'm I'm not we're, this is nothing against my friends or anything but no, I'm I don't need the distractions. But yeah, I think we're we're having like our our friends over, our neighbors over, uh it's just a couple of them just to watch the game. Um but it's going to be a very small gathering. Like I we're not going to be exceeding more than 6. I mean, the the remember the COVID pro- protocol when you can like gather with more yeah. than 10. Yeah, we're we're way under that number if if that was still in effect, too. So I've, I've done, I've done the big parties before too. And it is, it's just, it's too much of a cluster blank because there's just so, there's other conversations going on during the game. And I want to watch the game. I want to watch the commercials too. I want to see every, like when I go to the bathroom, like I have to hurry back because I, I don't want to miss a commercial. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm just from start to finish. It's all about the TV and don't, don't try to distract me at all.
2: Uh, people people that would watch a Chiefs game with me would not understand the clapping, the pacing, all of that kind of stuff, <laughs> talking to the TV. Right. So, so yeah, I, I need that by myself. All right. One of the uh, – we, di- we didn't get to this uh, yesterday after uh, the signing period. It continues to be one of the stranger stories that I'm surprised is still having legs is Kirk Street's yeah. phone call to Dylan's dad, which – Dominic Riola had a very nice NFL career, but he continues to be referred to as Dylan's dad. Mm -hmm. This story, which I thought would be, you know, eight to 12 hour cycle now has become a two day story. And it is so bizarre how this conversation between a father and a well-known college football analyst turned into tampering and sending his son to Nebraska when that was so far from the truth, yeah. that we got Georgia fans in our timeline on Twitter and we're fighting again trying to figure all this out that is that is such a bizarre story that I think herbie yesterday he he did kind of the his own car wash to try and tamper right. that down this is this is odd. I can't believe this is continuing to be a story if you listen to what herb Street said was his conversation and also. If you know the family, it's the kid's decision that he changed from Georgia to Nebraska. And also, don't you think Matthew Stafford also chimed in when they were thinking about going to Georgia? Such a bizarre story.
1: Yeah, I I don't – like, well, first of all, what Kirk Herbstreit said yesterday, it makes sense of – you know, if you take him for for what his word is and and for him to feel like he has to explain it too because – the college football, Georgia, I should say, the Georgia College Football Nation is is irate because they think that Herbstreet is trying to steer talent away from them. The, the conversation, it makes sense to where when he says, again, this was this is according to Kirk Herbstreet, what he said to Dominic Riola about Dylan and the, the type of thought that he was putting into that decision as opposed to just necessarily like chasing rings and you know maybe looking for the the fastest track to the NFL that he actually is giving it more thought than just that he's giving it more thought of what that what nebraska meant to his father and the fact that he grew up around nebraska football and for some reason He wasn't completely at peace with that decision to go to Georgia. And then so, hey, you know, Kirk Herbstreet, what's what's your your thoughts on Matt Rule? I mean, you know, we're we're trying to gather as much information. I know you and you know Matt Rule. I'm just curious on what you think about the program. And I don't think what Kirk Herbstreet had to say – was going to be the ultimate deciding factor. And I think Herbstree kind of alluded to that yesterday, too. But he said, if you're going to ask me about what I think of Matt Rule, I'm going to be honest. And I'm going to tell you that I think he's a good coach. He's a good man. Yeah. And that's a program under Matt Rule that has a chance to get back to uh, a level of success that anybody who's involved with that is going to be highly regarded as well. and Especially if you're someone that feels an emotional attachment to that school and you can be a part of that. You know, that's pretty cool. I I just, I think the writing is on the wall. I don't either. I I really don't either. And I think the the, the main reason it was is because there was a conversation to where Kirk Herbstreet was talking glowingly about Matt Rule. That got interpreted as Kirk Herbstreet was saying, hey, hold on. Nebraska's a better place for you. That's where you need to go, which I, I don't think any of us in our right mind thought, oh, yeah, that's what Kirk Herbstreet's trying to do. You know he was he was so ticked off that Dylan, you know, took George over Ohio State that now he wants to get back at Georgia for that. So now he's going to try to steer him in another direction, knowing that Nebraska was kind of on his mind. Come on, I don't think Kirk Herbstreit puts that much thought into a decision of an 18 year old.
2: And I'm glad that he cleared things things up yesterday. And this all started from a conversation that his dad or Dylan Raiola's dad had on a, a podcast. And so there was some clarification. Now I'm not oblivious to the fact that. Herb Street's voice carries a lot of weight. Yep. I mean, he Florida State fans hate him. Georgia hate him, hates him. So if he says something, and especially on the platform that ESPN has, that they control you know, kind of the college football world, I do understand that he has weight. But in this case, are we really thinking that an 18-year-old kid made his decision to flip from Georgia to Nebraska, knowing that it would draw the attention like it did, just because a – ESPN commentator had a discussion with his dad and his dad went to son and said, Hey, Herbie, Herbie's all in on Nebraska. He <laughs> yeah. said, you need to go to Nebraska. <laughs> I mean, we we're, we, 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 we might just have gotten running water here in Nebraska and the lights just came on <laughs> yesterday. We are not that friggin' dumb. No. Okay. We know the situation. I mean, that, that's why I love the sport. There's always drama. It's always a news cycle, but I, I, I just, this story, there's two things about this story. One, this story, I don't understand why it's a big deal. And then the other part that started yesterday is do we need to revisit the guy that we're talking about who is the who is on campus right now is your starting quarterback against UTEP. Why is this a discussion? Why why don't people and I'm not saying and, and I think this is a much a minority are saying, well, you know, there could be a good chance that Dylan will be stop. He's the quarterback against UTEP. Okay? He's the starting quarterback. It's February 9th. End of discussion. Thank you. Let's move on to something else.
1: Yeah, I have no problem calling him QB1. He's QB1. And I, I don't I don't know. And I don't know if that's because you know what I think it is, Gary, though? I think there's this need to even in everyone's I would even say heart of hearts and in their brain. I think both are leading them to that Dylan Raiola is the guy. But do you feel like sometimes, I'm not saying you, I'm not saying myself or even Jimmy, but sometimes there's this feeling amongst the fan base that, well, since Heinrich Harburg did start, we can't completely cast him aside. Or Danny Kalen did end up sticking with Nebraska, we can't cast him aside. So let's at least, when we have the conversation, to make it sound like they at least have a chance. Of being the starting quarterback. I, I feel like there's a there's some like level of you feel like you have to pay respect to the other guys that are in that room when you talk about Dylan Raiola's, you know, his probability of being the starting quarterback where yeah, all signs point to Dylan being the no, you can go ahead and say, Yeah, there's your starting quarterback. That's no disrespect to the other guys, but that's just how it's gonna be, unless injuries or anything else would dictate otherwise.
2: Yeah. Um, look at the quarterback room. You mentioned Harburg. Okay. I I'm fascinated to see what Glenn Thomas does with him. Mm-hmm. But you have another fellow freshman. Don't overthink this, don't waste oxygen. Just keep it moving. The guy that starts against UTEP is a guy that has been a celebrity since he walked onto campus in the month of January. Yep. It is these are these are two stories that we're just searching for content. So let's talk about Herb Street and possible tampering. And then let's talk about well, I don't know. I think there's going to be a battle for QB one. Yeah, there'll be three guys that a lot of, but it's done. It's done. The freshman is the starting quarterback. Okay, got a guy like that who you haven't had before that potentially is a program changing effect. He's your starting quarterback. Okay, that's an okay thing. Mm-hmm. There's competition. Yep. And but that's an okay thing that your starting quarterback without saying it out loud, is the guy against UTEP. And if he's not, it's one, knock on wood, and I don't know that I should say this because Nebraska appears to be cursed, is that he has suffered an injury right. or he just he can't walk and tie his shoes at the same time, and I don't think you can play quarterback in the Big Ten if you can't walk and then stop and tie your shoes. That would be an issue. I feel issue, confident he can do that. Especially diagnosing plays. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Uh, off and running. It is uh, the Friday before the uh, Super Bowl. That will include the doink cam. I just want like Moody. I don't want Butker, but I want like Moody to hit the upright. I just want to see and, so and see hear it. what that exactly sounds like.
1: Oh, I know what it sounds like. I suffered that in 2018, buddy. I know what it sounds like, but what it looks like at, now, see I, that would have that would have even ripped into my heart a little bit more with the double doink and the Cody Parkey and the uh, the Bears Eagles playoff game. But I know hey, that, but sound, the, that sound that I, sound I, I wake up to that sound sometimes.
2: Um, I would like like a little camera in the football. Wouldn't you like to see what the football come <laughs> yeah.
1: looks like as it's kicked? Yeah. The end over end, what I mean, it it would be kind of a a, a dizzying experience, but yeah. I, I can see what you're saying there that would that would actually be uh, i think that would be very entertaining
2: i mean i would like to feel the football as it gets kicked <laughs> like butker or moody approach it and they kick it and the like, camera oof. in the football you feel it and then you see it in the air but i would love to see a, a camera in the football as it's going towards the uprights
1: well you know like th- what they do in the um, in the the pylon cam so anytime that someone reaches for the pylon, it like it momentarily like goes like blank, and then yeah. it, then it kind of and it recalibrates. That's what I'm assuming. As soon as the foot is laid to the pigskin, it's going to have that momentarily like it goes blank. But then all of a sudden, when it comes back to you're you're in flight. I mean, how cool would that be? You're in flight. You're going end over end in flight. Or if it was a bad kick and it was a knuckler, then all of a sudden you're doing all kinds of weird things. Or maybe you're seeing yourself go right into somebody's hand. Now that'd be good yeah that would be good that that's something that and it does they can they can swap out the ball it doesn't have to be the ball you play with throughout the entire game but they swap out the ball just for pats and field goals and punting so kickers you know what maybe you've had it easy all your life a lot of pressure on those kicks now we're going to add a little bit of a challenge the weight might be a little bit different not much not so much you'll notice but yeah we're gonna ask you guys to to provide this type of entertainment because it's big business the NFL is i'd I'd love to see that I think it'd be great
2: uh, we're off and running on the uh, Friday before the uh, Super Bowl. Feel good football Friday, the final one of the year. We'll all pour a drink out Monday morning because football will be over. But we know football never ends. Uh, it, it almost seems like we should just go straight into spring practice, and spring practice should last for two months.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah,
2: extend it, spring it's practice. Close.
0: It's close to intersecting.
2: Uh, by the way, breaking news in the college football world early this morning. Uh, Wink Martindale will be the new defensive coordinator at Michigan. So he goes from the New York Giants, where we had a falling out with Brian Dable, to the defensive coordinator at Michigan, which has been a nice little run. If you're the defensive coordinator Mm -hmm. at Michigan, you've gone on to some bigger and better things. Mike McDonald and Jesse Jesse Minter Minter, of late. Uh, It's not much of a change from what they've run defensively at uh, Michigan. But that's that's an interesting addition. Who would have thunk that we could begin the Big Ten season and possibly wink martindale is in college and chip kelly is at ohio state
1: yeah oh how a month of just all kinds of college football nfl football drama has ensued now too and that's i mean a lot of the signs are pointing to exactly that because if you've been watching and paying attention to bill o'brien it sounds like he is the lead candidate for the boston college job and it sounds like chip kelly would be the Uh, The likely replacement for a guy who is going to leave one Big Ten job to become an OC at another Big Ten job, and I'm with you as far as what you said yesterday. It's a weird situation. You you kind of are if you're looking at the UCLA side of it. It's it's kind of garbage the way that that has gone down. But when it comes down to it, when the dust settles and he's the OC at Ohio State, talk about the biggest win. Of the offseason for any school, Ohio State has just done just about everything
2: right. They've done a good job of buying some wins.
1: Yep. Yes, they
2: have.
0: Perfectly put.
2: Uh, all right. Uh, last night, uh, NFL was in the news, uh, and 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 the Bears actually got a victory uh, yeah, yesterday. All right. The yeah. uh, Hall of Fame was uh, announced. We will uh, dive into that as uh, we roll till 10. A little bit later, Kevin Harlan, who you hear doing the Super Bowl on Westwood One, he'll join us In the eight o'clock hour, it's mornings with Sharp and Hanley and Jimmy on 1620 The Zone.
0: Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help.